All right, Chris with the Medica podcast, new episode, and uh, this is a this will be a fun crossover because again, you guys easy on the medic side because we have a nurse on today. So eat, just relax, just listen, everybody, calm down. She's kind of one of our nurses, and at least an ED nurse. I got Chelsea today, and uh, she's got questions. She's got some questions about. Maybe she might. I think she's got some questions, maybe misconceptions. I don't know. So if you guys don't know, or if you've never run into it before, I probably run into it because of the education aspect of it. Nurses can theoretically challenge the national registry. So you can become, you know, two-year, two-year ADN, and go. You know what? I want to be a paramedic. I want to test out. But like, if you're a medic, you got to go to another year and a half of school to, you know, do the nursing program. But but whatever. I'm, you know, I've made peace with it. We've had a successful nurse come through our our program before and transition successfully, and she, you know she's gone on to do some cool things with her nursing and and her and her paramedic. So, but uh, but Chelsea's got some questions, so I, we're gonna I'm gonna try and answer, her and and we'll, and we'll see where we can go with that. But real quick, Chelsea, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, no problem. And uh, why don't why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your your nursing background and and how you got to be like, hey, I want to maybe get my glittery disco patch. So, um, so yeah, I'm Chelsea. Most of you hopefully know me, but I've been a nurse for about seven years, six years in the ED. First year was critical care ICU. Been in healthcare for a long time. For the local people, I started off my shiny uh, nursing career as a CNA at the a local nursing home on Rutherford Road. Um, real classy establishment. I'm sure you guys have never been there before, but that's where I started. So, you know, I kind of have been not necessarily burnout of nursing, but just kind of looking for something a little different, looking to increase my autonomy level. So looking at EMS because it seems really fun. You guys all seem to love it. And you did say, a couple. You, know, you say autonomy. I say you're just looking for excitement. I say <laughs> I say you're looking for excitement. Yeah, excitement. And I really want to fight people like out in public. You know, there's no cameras like you can fight people and we can't do that in the ER. So misconception number one, there are cameras everywhere. <laughs> But this is true. This is probably true. But I mean, yeah, we, you know, did a couple ride alongs, so kind of got a little taste of it, you know, looking to see kind of what my options are. It's it's a little bit harder than what you said. There aren't, I mean, as you know, you've been trying to kind of help me along the way. There aren't a whole lot of people, paramedics that are willing to kind of help the nurses out. I know we're the dark side of, you know, of of kind of the EMS, like emergency medicine world. There's a little bit of a rivalry there. I mean, we're kind of a I think we do have a good brotherhood, but there is still a little bit of a rivalry when somebody tries to cross the line. It's in good fun. We'll back you guys up a thousand percent. And, uh, you know, anybody takes a swing at you guys in the ED, I mean, they're, you know, they're going to be in the hospital for a little while. So <laughs> we got your back, we know. So, well, I mean, that's awesome. What 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 else? And now, and now again, looking for excitement, looking for a change of pace, just looking to see other, other career options. And, and, and over here at the college, I am trying to really streamline that as best I can to, to kind of anybody who wants it to get you guys where you need to be. So, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it. I need more people in EMS. Um, my, my, uh, my opinion is, you know, we're probably between five and 10 years away in, in the state of South Carolina from pre-hospital registered nurses on ambulances. So, I mean, I had that in Pennsylvania um, and there's, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just the way of healthcare. So, I mean, I guess either embrace the change or, you know, if you're going to work against it, you probably aren't going to do very well. So, you know. Yeah. There is a lot of good support for the nurses that want to kind of transition. And most of, 
you know, EMS is very welcoming. If you want to do a ride along, it's just that whole piece of paper crossover patch thing that they're kind of like, oh, we don't know. We don't know about that. But I mean, I've had two two pretty good ride along experiences. Um, actually, was pretty funny. One of the the last ride alongs that I did, I was with a great paramedic, Andy, um, probably one of the best paramedics that I know. And he took me to the scene of a of a trauma. And it's it was just a disaster. I mean, there was like cars and parts everywhere. And he gave me, you know, <laughs> I was telling this story to somebody else. And they were making fun of me for saying it. But that little red book bag that you guys have with all your all your drugs and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh the backpack. He, okay. Yeah. He gave me the backpack to wear. So I had the backpack on and he had, he gave me the orange straps. He was like, here, just hold these and stay close to me. And I had on my, my vest and then several people from, you know, several medics and other hospital personnel, kind of the inner facility transportation, the inner facility transport people were there. They stopped as they were kind of the first responders. Everybody saw me and kind of assumed like, hey, like Chelsea's here, like she knows kind of what she's doing. So they were like asking me to do things. I'm like, what? Like, no, like I'm just, I'm I'm just standing here holding things. Yeah, treat me like an idiot. Like (laughs) bystander, bystander with a vest. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. Bystander with a vest. Awesome. All right. Well, tell tell us tell go go for it. Hit me hit me with your questions. I mean, I, it it really ends up that you have a you have like a top ten list of things that you think, or you and some nurses or other people you've talked to think paramedics do, or and I'll try yeah, to clear so, it up. <laughs> so yeah, kind of top ten list of uh what what nurses or kind of other hospital personnel kind of think of EMS. So number ten, let's just get this one out of the way first. Um. Y'all are, are y'all just ambulance drivers? I mean, that's kind of what this is, right? I I do drive the ambulance. So <laughs> I try not to because uh, so as I've gotten older, I have like a lot of anxiety when I drive. Uh, I have a lot of anxiety when I drive my personal vehicle, and I would rather not drive the ambulance. Um, I just because I hate other drivers. But yeah, I do. We do drive the ambulance. But I mean, I get it. Um, I, I, you know, uh, over the years I've grown up, I, I don't really lecture people anymore, but I did lecture one lady one time. Uh, she was talking on her cell phone the entire way to the hospital. And, uh, when we got to the ED, she's, she said, oh yeah, oh, here were the, here were the ambulance drivers. And I, I took the cell phone. It was an older cell phone. So it was like the kind of folds shut and I folded it. I took it out of her hand. And I folded it shut, like, you know, cutting off her conversation with whoever she was talking to. And I said, ma'am, real quick, I want you to know something. And I said, um, I have a degree. I actually have a bachelor's degree in EMS and, um, you know, my partner up there, he, he has a degree too. And, um, do you have a degree in anything? And she's like, well, no. I said, well, so we do more than just drive the ambulance, but we did drive the ambulance to take you here to the ED (laughs) for your non-existent medical problem. So I'd love to help you into the hospital right now. So, uh, why don't you get out of my truck? And, after that, I mean, I really don't do it anymore. I just don't care. I don't. I play along. So, but yeah, we do drive the ambulance. We have to. We have to get you to the hospital. Well, I hope you walked that lady straight to triage. I but... absolutely did. <laughs> um. All right. So number nine, post at the QT and eat hot dogs all day. Mm, we do post at the QT, which again, locally, for people who know the the situation, you know, we did have a, a posting plan. That did put us at a lot of QTs, and uh, that, you know we don't do that anymore. But now that I'm not being told to post at the QTs, I post at the QT because I do it because I want to. And I I can't eat. My doctor says don't eat those QT hot dogs anymore. I'm not allowed to. And um, it really 
yeah, it's they're they're not. The roller dogs are delicious, but I can't eat those anymore because they are loaded with salt and I'm not supposed to have that because EMS gave me high blood pressure. <laughs> not the hot dogs, EMS. I do prefer their um their egg rolls to anything else they have at the QT. That would be my choice if I was posted at the QT all day. I like their pizza and for people listening around the world, QT is so if you're up north, it's kind of like the sheets, not as good as a Wawa, but it's like the sheets. Um uh, what's another one like? I don't know who who's got like good like full service food at the gas station. Like it's like normal food at the gas station, not like gas station food at the gas station. But they're they're pretty awesome. It's good to people watch and clean bathrooms, needle receptacles, really cool. You know, that's that's the world we live in. Yeah, it's not gourmet food, but it's a it's equivalent to like a fast food. Yeah, kinda. it's it's good enough for EMTs and medics. <laughs> All right, number eight. Uh, <laughs> drop tubes and bathrooms, ditches, uh, hanging out of car windows. Basically, it seems like if you've ever driven by an ambulance, the medic has probably tubed you. Yeah, like I think that was on the recruitment poster um, back in the day when I started in EMS, but I'm still waiting. I mean, I started in 92. Uh, it's 2019, and I've been a medic since 02. I've never done an innovation upside down in a ditch in the rain. I've, I've done innovations in separate situations like i've done it in the rain and then i've never done it upside down but i've never been i've been near a ditch and i've innovated somebody but i'm still waiting for that upside down in the dark in a ditch i i don't know i mean i'm waiting for it it keeps me coming back i'm just i mean maybe one day i don't know it's just funny. It's when you guys give your reports, it's always like these, all of these conditions, like my partner was dangling me upside down by my ankles and I intubated the lady down her, you know, 17 flights of stairs. And I mean, it's it's just funny, the the um, kind of uh, storytelling that we get in the ED, but uh, number seven, nap. Oh, I wish. I mean, yeah. I mean, not, that's not, you're not wrong. Um, now in our system up here, you know, we're a pretty busy system. And uh, yeah, you you know you work with my wife uh, when she she's in respiratory therapy and she's in the ED frequently, um, and she will always yell at me. She's like, "I was on my feet all night for twelve hours, and we never get a break. We're not like EMS." I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! I have not <laughs> I have not slept more than two hours in EMS since maybe two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when we when we really became a very very busy system. Now before that, I could probably get to bed at certain stations between eleven thirty and twelve, and then sleep until about quarter of five or five thirty, and get up and leave. Absolutely." Um, and yeah, man, e- EMS are money sleeping at a lot of places, but not not around here anymore. But I uh, now I I'm getting old. I'm part time. I do nap in that truck when I can. So just kind of rest my eyes. And, yeah, that's and a... then shaken awake by a call and go, whoa, that's what, what are we doing? Um, number six. Do you guys actually know your location when you're given the ETAs, or is it just ten minutes from? From everywhere to the hospital. It's always 10 minutes. I teach that in paramedic school. No matter where you are, uh, you're ten, it's ETA 10 minutes. Um, so, I mean, you know, again, I, I know we have tons of technology in our ambulance. We've got automatic vehicle location and GPS and turn-by-turn. Turn. Oh, we have everything. You've got your phone. You know, you can look. You can get to the hospital. It'll plot out your, your route for you and the time to it. But, you know, when you're sitting in the back and you're giving report, you're viewing the world by like a two-by-two piece of plexiglass out of the back window and you're like well I'm, I'm it's good to see where i've been not where i'm going 
Um, so you're just like, eh, 10 minutes. And then you realize, you. so like at your hospital where you work, I always know where that bump in the driveway is. I'm like, oh, um, we're here. And oh, I just said 10 <laughs> minutes. I, I, good thing that wasn't a trauma alert. But then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just say that uh, if anyone ever calls me out, I go, oh, that was another ambulance that said that. So I called before that. Yeah, we um we've had a couple situations, but one kind of comes to mind. We had a trauma surgeon. I was standing in the trauma bay with him, one of the attendings, and got an ETA, and you know they said ten minutes, of course, but uh we're just standing there for about twenty minutes, and he looks at me and he says, you know, Google Maps is very accurate, and I said, yeah, yeah it is, and we just stand there and you know all of our ten pounds of lead that we're wearing in this eighty-eight degree room waiting on you guys, and uh he was a couple minutes later he looked at me and he said. Yeah, you know, it even tells me exactly when I'm going to arrive at a location, kind of like hinting, like, you know, where the fuck are they at? Like, you need to go check on this, but just think it's pretty funny. You were 10 minutes out, 10 minutes, 10 minutes ago. That's what I, I do. That. I do that when I'm there with, when I'm go with the students, I, I, I watch that happen too. We'll sit in the bay. I'm like, oh, what's coming in? And they'll be like, oh, it's this horrible trauma. And I'm like, oh, how far out? They're like, I'm like, wait, wait, it's 10 minutes. They're like, 10 yeah, minutes. yeah, 10 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And they're, they're at least 25 out. <laughs> it's it's either 25 or, or it's or three yeah yeah <laughs> or <laughs> hey we're in right here now. right, right. but I we're gotcha. gonna just go ahead and go with 10 minutes cause... i don't know we're in the directionally and we're directionally challenged i mean we got other <laughs> stuff going on <laughs> all right so uh number five do you do you tell patients they get free rides to triage uh i might not say it outright but i i may imply it um and and again, that's more of a more of a a grown up Chris thing. Like early early two thousand two, new medic, I'd be like, yeah, we're, yeah, well, you know, the we'll get you there, this that and the other thing, and then surprise them with it. Now it's just like, look, you want to go to the hospital, you're probably not going to be seen by a doctor. You're going to go to the triage. I'm going to get you free coffee. I might be able to find you the remote control to the TV out there. But if you cause a problem, you're going to get arrested. So just go in there, hang out, get some free coffee. It's cold out, and just hang out till till later. You know, and then they'll, they'll, you'll eventually get seen. I mean, I don't know about free ride. I mean, <laughs> um, I'll get you yeah. where you need to go. There's a, there's two types of medic when you tell them that they're going to triage. There's the one that kind of slyly smiles and kind of laughs under their breath, and they're like, okay, come on. And then there's the other one that almost gets, like, offended, kind of butt hurt that you would send their patient to triage. Like, there's some kind of royalty with their hand pain. Oh, so I, I misunderstood. So when I, I try and preempt that, I'll call in. I'll be like, uh, yeah, uh, in route your facility, approximately 10-minute ETA, with a 34-year-old <laughs> uh, triageable male, chief complaint of wrist pain, you know, um, within yeah. you know, all vitals are stable. It's um, it's pretty funny. The Some of the medics that, you know, have worked the, the system in the area for a long time, they kind of try to hint when it's irregular. They're like, they'll be like, "Hey, hey, what did you? Uh, what was your complaint again? You know, hey, Chris, what was your complaint again? Like, oh, got it. Yeah, got who this is. Thank you for that I'll hint." Say, I'll there. say, "Patient well known to your facility with a frequent complaint of," and then I'll say their initials, and and then somebody will go, "Oh," they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." I don't want to put that out over the radio. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, much appreciated. Much appreciated I when try, that happens. I, I try. It makes our job a lot easier when we're placing these people. Um, all right, number four, they wish they could drive the fire truck. Wish I could drive uh, that. You're not. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're not. You're not. You're not wrong. Um, 
you know, I've said it before, you know, nobody, no little seven-year-old, you know, stands on the street corner or they're out in their yard playing and sees the ambulance go by and go, man, that's, that's, I'm going to do that when I grow up. They see that fire truck go by, red lights, siren screaming, shiny diamond plate. They're like, oh, I'll do that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we have, or we had a um, fire science program here at the college and we have a fire truck. And like I rode it, we ride, we we get it, we drive it like once a week to keep it, you know, running pretty good. And we we took it to um, a, a little place to get food one day, and I get to ride in it. And I was like, yeah, can I can I ring the bell? Like I want to ride on the back of it, like <laughs> in the old days. Or I just want to ring the bell, I want to ring the siren. And it, they're not in there anymore. So I haven't yeah. done, haven't done that, but like, you know, there's <laughs> there's always like if you're at the scene, like hey, can I ride the fire truck? I'll ride the fire truck with you, no problem. Um, and like the other thing, for, at least personally for me, like you always want, you always want to do different stuff. Like when the um, the bomb team's out there, I always want to do like, can I drive the robot? And they're always like, no, you can't drive the robot. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's a big rivalry between um, fire and um, EMS. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, I know you guys are sitting here talking shit about all these firefighters, and you guys got like, you know, fire truck boxers on or something underneath your. Uh, underneath your uniform i want to sleep in a fire truck bed absolutely um but i mean i think there's something that at least fire and ems can absolutely agree on is that the cops want to be us like both of us like absolutely the cops want to be firefighters and paramedics easily so well i mean around here they got their tourniquets and their narcan i mean they basically are you they now, are. aren't they they tuck their cape <laughs> in they, they untuck their cape when it's time to do to do work and they're on the news and getting medals and you know they they're awesome all right number three do you guys actually take vital signs on the regular patients what do you mean the regular patients like the the the, regulars like the frequent flyers i mean do their vitals ever really change i mean um i don't know i can't speak for everybody but i mean i do Um, now but again it just depends i mean if you know if it's a regular psych patient who's agitated all the time like i'll get a pulse and and like look do you want to talk during the trip or do you just want to kind of sit there quietly and they'll be like sit quietly i'll be like all right cool see you at the hospital um but like if it's i don't know i mean i gotta get some vitals somehow i mean we got the life pack 15 you pop the non-invasive cuff on and the pulse oximeter and i get i can get a fake pulse from that maybe feel their wrist real quick and i got a blood pressure and as long as you're breathing you're not dying so i'm good yeah one of the one of the big hints that you're about to get a regular is when you see that side door open on the ambulance on the camera and you know they didn't even unmake the stretcher for this guy like yeah. come on He's in the let's get out of here captain's chair of the bench seat that's right Put <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably don't even put a towel down like <laughs> this is just a glorified uber right now that's called so we we typically call that a street job like you don't have to go in the house they're waiting at the they're waiting at the sidewalk uh sometimes with a little overnight bag uh or if it's indigent type people um you know they're they're standing outside of like the stop and rob or whatever and you're like oh it's so and so and you just pull up and like I've had, I've had before I could even get out of the passenger seat. I've had them open the door and get in the side door and get in. Um, we've had people when we had our old ambulances, they were like walkthroughs. Uh, there was one night with a, a very regular patient who actually had legitimate medical problems, and I was like, man, I do not want to walk across that lawn. It's like raining from the ground up, and walked back and I kicked the door open, and like she got it. She just trucked right across that lawn, right into the ambulance, and I was like, okay, so. <laughs> Yeah, my first um, my first ride along, we went to the local um, homeless shelter, and I was sitting in the back of the ambulance, and I kind of 
you know, the ambulance stopped and I, I really didn't honestly know where I was. And I just kind of looked over and there's like a face in the window yeah, just waiting. and I just screamed stuff like I didn't expect that. And I like yelled up to the medics. I was like, oh, there's someone outside the door. And they're like, yeah, Chelsea, that's that's the patient. <laughs> and then I opened the door and he just gets right on in the truck like. Hey, how are you doing? Like he's about to, you know, buckle himself the in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. He was like St. Francis tonight. I was like, all right, let's go. You got like, it. <laughs> Don't trespass notice. Nope, let's go. <laughs> like, do you want my seat? Like, should I stand? Do you want me to sit on the stretcher? Like, how's this supposed to work? Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, number two. So this word is kind of thrown around a lot, but nurses don't know what this means, but um. Paragod, and are all of you guys paragods, or is this only certain ones? Oh, that's that's only certain. There's only certain ones. It's not everybody. Um, and so that's a that's a like that's a dirty word for us. Like it's a word like we don't like to be like oh I'm not a paragod, but like you don't. It's like giving yourself a nickname. Like yeah, people call me like I call myself this. I go by like Falcon. You're like, did someone give you that name? <laughs> it's like no, no, I I use that. No, people got to you. We tell other people like, oh, another another paragod. Here we go. Um, so that like so paragod, it's not it's a dirty word for us. But like secretly, a lot of people are like, man, I want to be called that so bad because I know I am. Um, <laughs> so paragod is like that guy. See, like, you know, or girl, um, you know, they're, they're super. They're just super. They're just extra. They're like extra paramedic. Um, they've got, you know, and I, I wear the bat belt. I wear the bat belt, but they're, they're the medic who's like, I fell down the steps today and intubated nine people on the way down. What did you do? Or they're the ones who have the shirt that says some people wonder if they've made a difference in someone's life or something. And then, and on the back, it says paramedics don't have to wonder that like those, those are those people. Okay. Okay. All right. So I think the number one thing, the number one burning question, um, is uh do you guys have to date ER nurses is that like a <laughs> I don't I don't know I, so, I saw I've never dated an ER nurse but I you know but you know Rhonda is a respiratory therapist in that hospital but she was EMS first all right um so I don't think we have to I think we do um uh, because of the interaction I saw a great Instagram post from from maybe one of the EMS meme sites it was a it was like a cardboard box and it was filled with like uh like red it looked like like a red biohazard bags or something and like the 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 quote or the caption was like i know what's in the box and it says red flags it says i know what's in the box i know what the consequences will be i know this but i'm still going to date it for 6 months <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh, yeah that's that's ems right there um, I don't know that we have to. Maybe, I think maybe predisposed or maybe out of convenience for shift work. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think we've all seen some of those those messy those messy breakups and uh, keyed cars and uh, angry significant others or husbands and wives. I don't know. I, I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of it. Um, I don't know that we have to. I don't know that we can't not though. So <laughs> yeah, it's right there. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, none of that. I don't think any of those are going to help you with your transition to the uh, the disco patch. So we'll just put you. Uh, I guess. I guess I shouldn't say that. I mean, you know, you've got my answers. I say let's get you through the courses. Let's get your patch on that shoulder. Let's get you in the ambulance, and you figure it out for yourself. And maybe you'll be the first one that I know who's going to drop a tube in a 
ditch upside down in the rain, uh, you know, while someone's shooting at you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, but I mean, it was definitely eye opening. My ride along you know, experience was pretty eye opening. It, it was really fun. I have to say, you know, kind of chasing those calls, you know, I did have a pretty you know bad call where actually, you know, a good friend was injured and that also kind of opened my eyes to, you know, it's very, a very unpredictable thing, you know, EMS is it's, and it's kind of scary just standing there, you know, and it happening all so fast. And, you know, now that person is pretty significantly injured and it's, uh, you know, kind of a, a life altering experience for him. And he's been in EMS for a very long time. So we'll get him healed up and just put some ice on. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Be, be right. um, yeah. No, uh, I, I'm glad, I'm glad you came out and rode. I think I saw you at the end of your shift. Uh, Oh yes, that was my late call experience. I think you guys were. I think you were held over, so you got the full. You got the full EMS experience. You got held over. That was our. That was our last call too, and I I was. I was great. Well, we had about another forty-five minutes left, but I had like six charts to write. So, and that was uh, that shift for me. um, That was uh, that was the most ALS that I've done in eight months. Like easily, I I got to give. I gave a den a card, and I felt like I was a real paramedic, and I had super <laughs> sick breathers who were coughing stuff up, and I was I used two out of three CPAP units on the ambulance, and I was like, how many more we got left like, before we have to go to resupply? And they're like, yeah, one. I'm like, I'm part-time. I don't know. I'm like, I don't even know where it is. Um, so, but I mean, it worked out, and I, I, I was I was wondering what was gonna. I knew I knew what happened earlier in the shift, and I was like, ah, oh, they're probably gonna kick her off the truck. She's traumatized. She'll just pick up. She'll just go to the ER and stay there. But I was, <laughs> I was glad to see you out there. You had a great crew, even though you had. Uh, I think you had a stu- one of my students on there as well. So you know, you guys were. You you got. I know. I think you got bumped around, right? Yeah, I got bumped around. I was pretty fortunate the um i guess is it the lieutenant i don't know you guys have all these military terms that i don't know you know he was pretty adamant about trying to keep me on my you know my ride time so you know i was very fortunate there was a lot of a lot of people a lot of ems people that kind of stayed over or juggled me or took me and you know they really tried to make the best of the experience so it was it was interesting i had a, a kind of a laundry list of things that i wanted to do didn't get to do any of those things but um but yeah i mean it was it was a good experience. It wasn't all of the high acuity stuff, which is, we did have a couple of really sick patients, but a lot of it was just the experience of going into these homes and kind of, you know, seeing, seeing the, the conditions that everything is done in. I mean, I was kind of thankful that the patients weren't sicker than they were in some of these places. Cause I'm like, you know, Jesus, how are we going to get, you know, aunt Sally out of this house with like 7,000 figurines in the way and we're going to break everything that she's ever had or, you know, where I remember we were standing in one house and literally fire standing outside and I, I can hear him laughing. Like my nose is burning. There's like a tub of something on the floor. And I was like, I don't even want to know what this is. I just prayed it was the ceiling was leaking, but it wasn't. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was like, this is, I need to go back to the ER for a little bit. That's the best so. part of the job going out to places like that and meeting characters. And again, I think, you know, just uh, in case we didn't say it before, you, you wrote over a night shift and that's, that's why I like night shift. Night shift kind of gets a little kind of lawless. I think um, you see it's a different, it's an absolutely different call type overnight. Um, you know, uh, you don't go to as many doctor's offices, obviously for somebody who came in with chest pain and it ends up just being a STEMI that you're transferring between a doctor's office who did nothing and then going to a PCI center. And then at night, it's just like, 
when I worked full time, I would work 5P to 5A. Uh, and I try and work that now, that 4 o'clock or that 5 o'clock uh, PM to AM. And it just seems, I always tell people, like, you know, we always get the medical students, like, what's the, what do you like about this job? I was like, well, first of all, I love everything about it. But I said, let me tell you the best part. It's that time between 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. I said, it's like, I know some people call it the magic hour or whatever. Um, but uh, it's like that time, it's like when you're on calls for that, people say, well, you know, after 1230, the bullshit happens. Eh, I don't disagree. But between 2 and 5 is like those calls. It's like the only people out really are people doing crime or stopping crime. And EMS gets stuck in the middle of it somehow or some way. And then, yeah, your super bad medicals come in. It's usually the husband was snoring and the wife, she nudged him and he wouldn't stop. And she wakes up and is like, shut the hell up and realizes it's not the normal snoring. The dude is breathing with agonal respirations. He's in cardiac arrest. You know, he goes into, co he goes into arrest and she calls. You walk in. They're sometimes are doing CPR and you're behind the eight ball and you're just trying to fix it. Um, you know, and it's just... It's, it's got like that lawlessness about it and you're by yourself you're waiting for all the backup to get there so you can you know do your medic stuff you're going to do your medic stuff and you know look check for that good outcome so um, it seems different on day shift um i don't know i i'm not i was a, i was a typical night shifter where i was like oh bright orange ball in the sky it burns but you know on my days off i mean i can switch between day shift and night shift and pretty pretty good so but uh that's I mean that's it's, it. That's why I love definitely the job. different. Yeah, definitely absolutely. different. The the day shifts that I've worked, it's like normal people. Like nobody's drunk, nobody's like high or you know very rarely. It's it's normal people that have normal lives and you know I had a patient that fell off of a horse and like in my mind I'm like oh, what the hell is she doing on a horse and then I'm like oh yeah it's it's one o'clock in the afternoon like normal people ride horses at this time like it's it's acceptable. It's not like you know her blood alcohol is not greater than. 300 right that call gets replaced at night shift by someone who got bit by a snake at 2 a.m while they were on a riding mower and i'm like what were you doing at 2 a.m on a riding mower he's like oh it's a lot cooler at 2 a.m i'm like well i can't how do i argue with that like, uh, <laughs> the stories are a lot better at yeah. night how do i argue with that no doubt um do, did you see the snake he's like no i'm like all right ambulance let's go <laughs> what were you, are you sure what were you mowing at 2 a.m so, but yeah, and I, again, I, it sounds cliched. <clears throat> I love that. I do. I always have. I, I always have. Even, you know, not being in it full time and teaching full time, um, you know, I get out as much as I can. I'm trying to try and pick up a shift this coming weekend, uh, to, you know, stay clinically relevant, hang out with my friends and, you know, just have, just have patient contact and hear the stories and, and treat people. So awesome. Well, I hope you find, I hope you get that disco patch and we get you out there uh, or you use it you know, to further your career or whatever, or open up some other doors. So I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your insight. Yeah, no problem, Chris. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for everything. We'll do a, we'll do like a super serious nurse type crossover thing one day. And uh, you can educate me really about what nurses really do. And I see you cool stuff and you know, what you wish paramedics knew about hemodynamics. So We'll do that one day and uh, get some of your other your other high speed. Uh, like I said before, you know, we call you guys the RNs, the real nurses or the rock star nurses. And, you know, you guys run shit for us and uh, we feel good dropping off our patients to you. So because we know they're in good hands. So keep doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, maybe run interference between uh, other nurses who don't quite understand what the medics do out there. And, uh, you know, us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Chris. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. Be safe out there.